Welcome back to The Voice for Iowa EMS. I'm your host, Andy Nye. I am here in Lisbon, Iowa with, with Dawn. Uh, she represents our board as an uh, at-large position. Uh, Dawn, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Great to meet you here. I love, I love this road trip I'm doing. I'm going around visiting all our board members, so I'm glad to, to, to come here. I, I probably know you the most out of any board member I've seen so far. Probably. Probably. So I mean, I call you Mama Dawn. Absolutely. You know? Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody does. So why, why do people call you Mama Dawn? Well, because I've been around for so long and I've kind of taken everybody under my wing. So it doesn't really matter how old or how young everybody refers to me as Mama Dawn and well, even your dad. Yes, my dad does too. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been on the board? I have been on the board. I believe I am finishing up my second term, second full term. I came in in the middle of a term. Mm filled in, and then I am finishing out my second full term. Yes. Cool. And, that, and that's at the at-large position. So you represent, you represent all of Iowa, basically. Absolutely. So I get calls, questions from, from members of IAMSA, and not even members, students from all over the state that have met me in different roles that know that I have a way of being able to connect them to IAMSA. Yeah, it's the perfect role for you. You're so friendly. You're always a nice face to see. Everybody just loves up and give you a hug and everything. Well, that's true. I have been accused of being the best hugger in the Midwest. So there's always that. Oh, I love it. So I guess right now you're working with Sim Iowa, right? Absolutely. Sim Iowa, um, for those who don't know, is an education opportunity. We have a large RV semi that will go anywhere in the state, has to stay within the borders. It's a grant funded and we take education to anyone who wants it. So as of right now, all first responders, meaning firefighters, EMS, uh, law enforcement, is at no cost for them. We provide two to three scenarios with two to three hours of continuing education at no cost to them. And we have become very, very busy. I believe as of right now, we are booked out until November. November. Holy cow. So, yeah. so is that, that's just the one truck though that you guys are doing right now, right? Right now. We also have our Sioux City truck, which will be our Western part of the state. They are ramping up. So they are scheduled out. And here in a couple of weeks, we'll start doing the pre-Ragbri route and we'll hit every town that Ragbri will be going through. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's great. How can people learn about, about Sim Iowa? We can, you can just get on Facebook, any social media, Simulation in Motion Iowa. There's a link through the university. Yeah, that's great. So, so you're a lead educator there right now. But, but your career, you've you've done a lot. You've been you've been an educator. You've been a service director and a provider. Seen you at the Great Jones County Fair. Absolutely. So, so talk a little bit about your history in EMS. Well, I would be considered one of the older um, EMS providers. I actually took my first EM 
ACT class in 1976. 76. I wasn't old enough to set for the state exam. I was 13 at the time. <laughs> My uh, stepdad was in the very first paramedic class in the state of Iowa. His paramedic number was six. He was an educator. So before we were allowed to get our driver's license or learning permit, we had to be able to change our own oil and we had to take and pass an EMT class. Wow. So um, being one of seven kids in a blended family, I was the first one to do it. And as far as I know, I'm the only one of the, the siblings that ever took it. The rest of them waited until they were old enough to just get their driver's license. So I've kind of been around and got to watch EMS evolve from the original orange book that was, I think, 100 The orange textbook, right? Absolutely. The original orange book. I Ambulance attendant. <laughs> Ambulance driver. Um, I believe it was 147 pages from front cover to back cover. All you needed to know was put them in the back and drive fast. And watched the evolution all the way now to our paramedic programs that are uh, accredited programs. Some standards, benchmarks, things oh, like that. Uh, and, and it has been a great joy to see things happen. I was always accused of being the why girl. Why do we do this? Mm -hmm. Why? Somebody explain it to me. So seeing evidence-based practices in our profession has been one of the greatest joys for me. Just to be able to see no longer are we doing a cookie cutter recipe. We are, we are encouraging our students and our practitioners to really ask those questions and, and use evidence to, to show why we do what we do. And that has been incredible. Yeah. I taught EMS for 15 years at Kirkwood, started out teaching CPR first aid, evolved into the EMS program, taught at the paramedic level. I've worked in EMS for ever. And like you said, I was a service director at Monticello Ambulance for a number of years, planned on retiring, um, stepped back from that, and then joined the simulation in motion. Yeah, so and that's that's a lot. It, it seems like a lot of our board members have, have got a start from a family member. That's what drew their absolutely. interest in EMS. Some had that just desire or purpose to, to try to help somebody, and that's kind of led to them yep. to this job. But yeah, you've been in education. You've been on a, on a service. You've pretty much done it all in EMS. Yep, and know? still now, even though we go to Florida in the wintertime, mm -hmm. as soon as I get back, I'm either at Simulation in Motion, mm -hmm. or I volunteer here at Lisbon Fire Department as a paramedic on our fire department. Yeah, and you said you were working, what, 60 hours last week yes. uh, for Sim Iowa? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that retirement's going really well. Yes, yes, yeah. That's the kind of people we are, right? We're like, we're go, 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 fill our schedule, get us yep. stuff to do. That's Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Cool. So outside of EMS, do you have a hobby? Oh, all. lots you, of hobbies. What do you, what do you like um, to do? My husband, Bob, and I have been married almost 39 years. We've got nine grandchildren. So our grandchildren are our biggest joy. Mm -hmm. We camp a lot. We just got back from a two-week camp out with the kids. Mm -hmm. So all three of our children have campers um, and their spouses and, and grandchildren. So it's kind of a big family event. We love to kayak. We love to just be out and play. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are, the boys are in baseball now. Um, a busy so, summer then. Oh, very busy summer. <laughs> And I like photography. That's another joy of mine. Yeah, I remember always seeing some great photos that you'd always post on Facebook yep. of just landscape and, and the sunset, things like yep. that. It's just always, I, I feel like that's a thing that people really 
uh, like doing because we're in Iowa here. We're oh. we're in we're in heaven basically, yes, we right? Are. And we have a beautiful sunsets, sunrises, things like yeah. that. Great, great landscape. Whether it's farm agriculture, we got some vegetation. Like beautiful, Iowa's a great place. So yeah, so it sounds like you have a lot to do even outside of EMS. Absolutely, we do. Very good. So are you are you a sports fan at all? You watch any I'm sports not, or anything like that? I'm not a huge sports fan yeah. at all. I get roped into enjoying whatever my sons or daughter or now grandsons are participating in, but not not particularly am I a sports yeah so it kind of goes back to the 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 values of Iowa with family right absolutely so sports so we support our our kids that are in sports right yes. and yes. and we want to see them excel and exceed so going back to those good good rooted values that Iowans have absolutely and Iowans truly are some of the nicest people in the whole entire world actually Bobby Bones did a thing about the five five nicest states in the nation and Iowa was number one I would have to agree with that yeah, it's a absolutely. great it's a great place so um, I guess I have to ask on the sport so you you can't say if you're a Hawkeye fan or a Cyclone fan or I mean for me I just say I'm a Hawkeye fan because we're close okay so fair enough so I'll um, mark you down on that tally for yes, the Hawkeyes. Hawkeye fan by Perfect. virtue of Perfect. location. Well, the Hawkeyes, Hawkeyes are leading the charge right now. So we'll, maybe that'll change once I go to Western Iowa a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe it will. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Transitioning to another thing with food. Do you have a favorite dish you like to make or, or anything like that? Oh, I love to cook and I love to cook everything. Anything recently that you're like, oh, I, got, I just got to keep making this? There's a couple of salads now mm-hmm. that it's springtime i love fresh greens so i think one of my favorite ones is like a a mixed green salad with fresh strawberries and blueberries and toasted pecans and a like a poppy seed yeah vinaigrette kind of thing oh that sounds good that's that's like a perfect throw some chicken breasts on the grill and you're ready to go (laughs) that's perfect that's perfect i guess uh i guess staying on a little bit more about you favorite movie tv show anything that you i mean you sound like you're outdoors a lot or you're working right so i'm not a big tv watcher if if the weather is bad then maybe Mm -hmm. i'll pull up a movie um my husband will tell you that Around the holidays, I love a good Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, But other than that, um, I'm not a big, you know, committed to a series or a franchise of movies at all. Now, my grandson and I do um, watch all of the Marvel movies. Those are good. Yes. So we've we've watched them in order. Yes. Yes. I'm a little behind, but I think those are some of the greatest movies too. They just have good plots and, you know, the music, you know, Guardians of Galaxy, their music is always fun. So we've already got a standing date for Guardians of Galaxy 3. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. All right, uh, so that's a little bit about you, Don. I guess we're going to transition into some more of some IEMSA-oriented questions. So what sparked your interest to serve as a board member? Actually, what brought me to the board was Brian Reckmer. Uh, he was our education director on IEMSA board and brought to my attention that we had a couple of open spots and knew that I would probably be a good fit. I wasn't so sure how well I would fit in, but I knew that I wanted to give back. Uh, we had always really encouraged my students to become student memberships on IAMSA board. As a matter of fact, I encouraged them with 10 extra credit points and every student that registered with IAMSA as a and student. And it's free. It's it free is, as a student. Absolutely. As a student, it's free membership all of the benefits that come with that, and they really, really loved it. 
So once that started, I became more and more interested in serving as a board member and that at-large position was available. And I think it fits me and it fits for I am. Yeah, I would say it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. Right. Perfect. So what committees are you involved with? The big one that I'm involved with is conference committee and it is the exhibit hall. I have kind of um, become the face downstairs in the exhibit hall for all of the vendors and then all of the participants that come in. So I'm usually there early in the morning getting everybody set up, making sure everybody's happy, getting students where they need to be, and then allowing our vendors to kind of have a, a face to come to that doesn't take them upstairs and, and messing with war room. They have me down there. They can come and go. We can make sure that if they have any issues, we actually had a vendor last year that had a family emergency and text me that morning said, I need to leave. We took care of their booth as well as packing everything up and getting it ready to go. And that was for me a very um, warm, fuzzy feeling that a vendor trusted us enough to take care of their very expensive equipment. So my big role has been within the exhibit hall. Yeah. And I'd say everybody kind of knows that, oh, if you need something done in the exhibit hall, go to Don. I find Don, right? And if I don't know how to fix it, I find somebody who can. So I also not only worked with our vendors, but also with the hotel and the, the people who are in charge of all of that. And I think it's been going very well. Yeah, it's kind of the behind the scenes work that goes on, right? Like nobody yeah. knows about. <laughs> nobody knows about. First one there in the morning, last one to leave at night. Yes, yes. Very cool. I guess uh, uh, with IMSA, what's been your favorite part or your favorite memory while serving on the board? There are so many. Um, being on the board, I have met more and more people. I am seeing generations of members on IMSA. I have students who are bringing their children who have become students who have joined IAMSA. Families now come to our conference and are able to just really enjoy everything that we have. So I think it's the personal connections yeah, that yeah. I've made. Yeah, and kind of seeing that where you, you see multiple generations of people you taught and then and, and they're around. And, and then they bring their kids who are yep. now students or mm-hmm. grandchildren. Yeah, We had a couple of families last year that we had a grandfather, his daughter, and his grandson um, was one family that are now all involved. And I think they're over from kind of west central part of the state. And it is a family event. They come to our conference. And that makes me really proud. It is. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, With the conference. You're in the vendor hall a lot. Yes. But do you have a favorite speaker that you've seen, uh, a, a keynote or anything like that, that you were like, wow, that was a great speaker? Actually, Crystal Schrammick's burn presentation from last year was amazing. This young woman, and I will honestly admit I'm a bit biased. I have watched this girl grow up from a baby EMT student. She was my paramedic student. She has gone through nursing program. She has gotten her nurse practitioner. And this girl is going to be a nationally known speaker at, as she grows up. She's 
30 years old and it I tell her every day and I have the the blessing of still being able to work with her at simulation in motion but she is what I hope I can be when I grow up and I am watching this girl her wings spread and I will lay money on the fact that she will speak at national conferences. Yeah, that was a great one. We had a lot of positive reviews yes. for her. So yeah, that's a good one, Don. All right, moving on from our I am so oriented questions, we're gonna we're gonna go look big picture at general EMS type of stuff. So uh, we kind of talked about your motivation of why you became a provider and everything yeah. like that. Uh, but what's been your favorite part about being a paramedic? I think my favorite aspect about being in EMS and being a paramedic, I was very resistant about becoming a paramedic because I never wanted to be that paragod. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be, and I will still refer to myself as a really excellent EMT with paramedic skills. It is the availability to walk into a situation for a family's very worst day and make it a little bit better. I never say that I can fix everything, but for a moment, I can be that person that makes them feel a little less frightened about a loved one or their own illness or injury. And that for me is probably the most important part. Do you have a favorite part about being an EMS educator as well? I think it might tie on to seeing, like you were just talking about student development and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I, I spoke about Crystal. I see that watching light bulbs go on with students being able to take a difficult concept and break it down so that each student discovers this innate ability in themselves to critically think. And I think whether or not they ever become lifelong EMS providers, that trust in their own ability to break things down, put things back together and solve a problem is my favorite part as an educator. So is there is there a least favorite part about EMS for you? Um, I think the least favorite part, especially when my children were young, was the times that I had to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, they've never known a life where mom wasn't um, going to respond mm -hmm. to a call or to a need or being at work. Mm -hmm. So holidays were tough, but they always knew that we had holidays when we were all together. So Christmas wasn't always on the 25th. Yep. Um, Easter wasn't always on Easter Sunday. We did our family time when we could all be together. So I think that probably when they were little mm. was the hardest part. But now that they're all adults and now we have grandchildren, they... And all of my children are involved one way or another. On our fire department here at Lisbon, um, my son-in-law is my chief. My husband is uh, the chaplain and a pump operator. My youngest son is um, on the fire department, and then I'm on as a paramedic. Yeah, so it's really become a family thing, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we are implants into to Lisbon. We, we weren't born and raised here, so that our family has 
They've, so many avenues. A lot of roots here now, too. Like Absolutely. They just pulled you in. They're yeah. just like, Absolutely. we want these roots. Small town Iowa. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. That's great. So if you, if you had to brag about something here, here at Lisbon, what would that be? I would brag about our community. We've got now on our fire department, I would say more than half of our firefighters and EMS on our department are under the age of 35. Wow which is a big deal in our in our communities. Um, we've got young people that are coming in, that are working hard, that are willing to sacrifice time. For, our, for our community. Time, their talents, their gifts, um, all of that. So I would say we've got a pretty rock star for a very small town group of people. That's awesome. So if you had one concern about EMS in the future and sustainability, reliability, dependability, what would that be in your mind? Think big picture. What's, what's, what's kind of our crutch that we really need to fix some stuff? We need to encourage our lawmakers to help us be able to have a better way of funding EMS. I think that's a huge one. Also, I think we need to be looking at larger countywide services that implement the use of every one of our small services. Not that we have just one global county service and, and it's the end all and be all, but that we can utilize one central location for all of the logistics of it that encourages our small communities to ha- still have hands and feet in all of our communities. And I'm not exactly sure how to fix that. Mm -hmm. I just know that we need to keep talking about it. We need to keep educating our communities and letting them know that without their support at at a legislative level, we won't be able to to continue to grow. Yeah, so that probably ties into a little bit more of collaboration, right? Absolutely, collaboration is so important. Um, Being here in Lisbon, we've got mutual aid with every small community. And we need to continue to do that, to be able to have maybe one area that we take care of, like the HR stuff and putting together our protocols and and our trainings and all of that, that still allows enough volunteers to do the work that we need to do. Yeah, with less resources, meaning people, right? We have, we have maybe some people that are really good with expertise and administrative stuff yes. with following compliance and rules of the state. If we can make sure we're working together and putting egos aside and, you know, every small community can still keep their, their identity, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And use, use that umbrella as a protection of all of our small services and our small communities, but to be able to blanket them all with um, our knowledge base and our our ability to bring everybody together. We mutual aid every day on EMS calls, on fire calls, on unknowns. Let's utilize some of that incredible expertise. We've got we've got business people, we've got finance people, we've got young are young people that know all of this stuff about um, social media and, and the kinds of computer skills that we need 
you utilize that. Yeah, yeah. Bring it all together. So I think we're already talking about some resolutions here. We just we just got to get the word out, right? Absolutely. That's what we're doing. That's what we're and doing today. The more we share, the bigger we get. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I guess let's 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 uh, finish and wrap up this with this interview with one last question for you, Don. Uh, if you were talking to a new EMS provider today, what advice or or, or tips would you give them? I think I'd give them the same advice I've given my students all along. Let this be a passion, but don't let it consume you. Make sure that you are a well-rounded person. Take joy in everything that you do. Find your joy every day. Give what you can, but also make sure that your tank is full on the outside. So involve your family, involve your friends. Uh, Make sure that you are able to be healthy and happy because without you, our services can't continue. Great advice. Perfect. Well, thanks, Don. I, I appreciate you visiting with me today. This has been a lot of fun. I'm so glad you came to visit me. Andy. Absolutely. Well, we'll get this out in a couple weeks here or four weeks, I think. So okay. uh, pretty exciting. So again, thanks for today. And uh, we have to go get our picture now. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, the favorite part. Yes. We could be-